to the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another Insight NBL show. Now it's our weekly review and our weekly preview show now that we have short lockouts. Um, as always, we are brought here today by the Standard Squeeze, Ryan from Astute Newstead and Bonus Bank on the Supercoach Matrix. And I'm here today with my co-host, the Hammerhead Shark himself, Hammer. Mate, I know my holiday is over and I'm back to work tomorrow, but how are you? Mate, I'm the same, but... uh. Looks like you have had an absolute ripper of a holiday. You've got a bit of a tan. Is that a shirt you picked up as a souvenir from Flamingos? Yeah, look, I, I went there. I, I look like I just popped off the links, and I tell you what, I am I am casual. I tell you what, my, my golf drive, I'm hitting it about 260 at the moment. I tell you what, I'm just living life. Yeah, it sounds like you're hitting it at Flamingos too, man. And you're around this week. Yeah, it went no, all right. right. It went all right. We're going to get to it. We're going to yeah. look on today's show. We're going to go through how we went this week. Our squeeze of the week winners, actually for two weeks, um, our round 13 review, our round 14 preview, our trades and captain thoughts, answering all your questions along the way. Uh, got a public service announcement. You have until 7.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Time to do your trades tomorrow, and it's Sydney and Melbourne on the doubles. Mate, do you want to just tell me how you went, or do you want me to go first? Look, um, do you want the good news or the bad news first? We should probably um, lead with my team, and then we can lift everyone up when we get to you. I, uh, go for it. I, I had 3.34 this week. I, uh, I was expecting it to be a very subpar week, and it it didn't disappoint in that regard. I, uh, you know, probably went right when I should go and left a few times. But um, like I've said for the last few weeks, I'm living vicariously through you and through the community team. So let's get to you. <laughs> I actually haven't looked at the community team. I might try and get it. Uh, I was going to say I'll get it up, but I'll try and uh, get it get it up live. Um, look, I got 450 today. Um, and I realistically, I could have went larger. As listeners would know, I was torn from going... Trace trading Sauce or Sobe uh, for Froling or Robinson. I went Sobe for Robinson, uh, but 450 was good enough for 12th overall for the week. And yeah, move me up three or 400 spots up until like 600, uh, yeah, which man. I'm pretty Massive. happy with. Um, I'm surging. I don't have too many for a double this week. I had Denzel Valentine, um, which I got kissed on the Wii with uh, with Denzel this week after how he's yeah. been. I, des- I deserve that for keeping him though. Oh. Um, Look, man, I deserve that. A broken clock's right twice a day. He was due, but um, did did you end up using your boost? Are you, are you out of boost now? I'm out of boost now. I actually used it to start getting rid of like your um, who did I use it to get rid of like a Wardenberg and some blokes like that a little bit earlier to start getting in. Yeah. Like I got Humphreys, um, Wiley, He's and good. some blokes like that, and Kel. Ooh. I got Kel in early. I got Kelly in at like 220 a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so now he's worth 300. Um, got me a little 69 giggity. And um, yeah, look, doing good things. Did great things in a, uh, in a loss. Yes. Yep. Um, look, should we start heading into our squeeze of the week? Do it, man. Look, of course, our, um, 
our squeeze of the week is brought to us by the standard squeeze. Um, they have a great array of products, um, you know, from your four in ones, um, to these little bottles that allow for the perfect squeeze. Uh, you can use insight 15 to get uh 15% off. I know that they've had some boxing day sales on there. Um, but every week they give, our viewers, either a four-in-one or a little pack of these are uh, worth about $50. Now, I'm going to go back to round 12 because I did that before the lockout. Now, Gary from Occam's Razor finished with 558. <coughs> He's fourth overall. Um, so slide into our DMs and redeem your four-in-one or standard squeeze pack. And round 13 is James from Vern's Ballers. So pop in. I believe he got like a 470-odd. Absolutely Ooh. surging there. Wow. Um, I know that he's in he's in some of our chats on um on Twitter there. Um I know he's on Podmasters. So yeah, definitely James, pop in. Uh, we'll send you a standard squeeze. Um, along with your thousand dollars because he won the week with that wow. 470. So congratulations. Absolutely massive. It's it's just incredible every week how many of our guys are at the top of that leaderboard. Look, Globals just popped into the chat. 433, another massive score, 65th for the round. So, man, that's, that's huge. Yeah, and our leader's still Dave with Do It For Jack. Uh, he went back to second, uh, but now he's first in our group and first overall. Um, he's actually clear by 70 points after, a, I think it was a 438 or a 443 this week. So having an absolute ripper. I am seeing lots of these guys that were listening to what we were saying quite high in the in what we were saying, because we were planning for this week and beyond. So, um, yeah, it's great to Some be certain. <laughs> Some of us were. You had a bit on last week. You didn't get to listen to me. Uh, but um, Dave's still raising money for Hummingbird House. Um, actually, all my relatives decided to spend $10 each um, less on Christmas this year to donate some extra money um, to Hummingbird House. Um, and we just appreciate all the good work they do for palliative care for families and infants and children. Um, look, the link is in the comments if you'd like to donate yourself. But, yeah, first overall, clear by 70, uh, doing good things outside of the Supercoach community as well, Hammer. Yeah, incredible work. Um, look, should we just start, now that we're covering reviews and previews, yeah, we better get cracking, hey. Yeah, man, we'll be here all night. Let's do it. Um, mate, as as we start, did you like that one? Man, every time I come on here, is something new. It's uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Mate, we're having a look at round thirteen, um, and the first was the thirty sixes versus the Wildcats. If I'm uh, if I'm correct. Now, um, we all loaded up on the 36s, and I know that we just stuffed up in our little pre-chat before that, so I'll get started. 36s versus the Wildcats. Uh, Wildcats, of course, weren't on a double, so we were all looking at the 36s for this one. Um, Humphreys with a 36. Basically, everybody else we either brought in or were planning to bring in struggled. Wiley with a 20. Trey Cow with an 11. Uh, Trenton Flowers did some good things. Uh, DJ3J, 18 for what you're paying, what, 340K for. You would have been disappointed. 36s were disappointing in this one, weren't they? Amazing. <laughs> it's, uh, look, I didn't load up on the 36s. I only bought in Wiley. And after this game, he had, he had 20 super coach points. Humphreys looked dominant. 
Um, but I was sitting quite smug thinking uh, Vasiljevic had uh, tanked. Trey Kell forgot to turn up. He didn't know what time the game started. And um, pretty much everything else was a, you know, a, a crapshoot. But um, look, nothing huge to write home about there. No huge signs of what was to come for Kell. But the the story of the show was was Perth, wasn't it? Doolittle and Cotton, thirty seven and uh, oh, sorry, thirty three and thirty seven respectively. Yeah, and just proving that they are probably guys that you can like. When I look in the future and I find them, bring them in on a double. I'm not going to be rushing to get these guys out for yeah. a single because I know that they can hold their own. Um, Penders is still a bit of a worry for me. Um, I'm glad that I've dodged that bullet all year, but um, yeah. yeah, just yeah. Yeah, Pender has been disappointing. After the year he had in Cairns, like we talked pre-season, we're like, you know, having a guy like Cotton <coughs> who draws so much attention, like Pender should just be getting dump-offs and lobs and, you know, cleaning up the glass with no other genuine big on that um, on that roster. But it really hasn't translated. The, the story has been uh, doolittle after the real slow start to the NBL. Yeah, and look, he sort of scared me off by not doing too much to start. Mm. But, yeah, it seems that they're sort of winding Saar down, going do little, and they're going to have a run at the chip, um, something that Adelaide will not be doing. Yeah, it's a funny one because I, I can't bring myself to give any credit to John, really. I don't think he's a coach's asshole, but they're doing good things. Ben Henschel siding, three minutes. That's uh, probably the first time we've seen him since preseason. Yeah, it's just great to know that he exists and that he's doing okay. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to bring him in for 54K next year. How good's garbage time? Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Usher, only the 13, another one. Perth aren't really all that relevant. They've got maybe one set of double-doubles left, and um, that's about it, really. Um, yeah, the, sched- the schedule's bad. Adelaide do have a schedule coming up, though, so it's still worth keeping an eye on them. Yeah, they've still got – like, they're on a single this week. Um which, of course, I'm going to be holding everybody through there. But they do have a double game week coming around 15 and 16. So that's sort of yep. why I was looking at keeping them in. I'm probably just going to have to cop the loss maybe with a Wiley or something. Yeah. Talking about the schedule, though, Matrix, do you see this as a, a critical point where is this the last-ditch point to really make a run at it if you're not really in that top bit? I think so, like... Actually, this is probably a week that if you've planned ahead, this is a week that you could target to actually win the week. Uh, mm. But look, Illawarra have a triple-double coming up. Um, yep. There's a double-double from double double from Perth and Southeast Melbourne coming up in a couple of weeks. Adelaide and Brisbane have a good run. Um, look, yeah, there's some, there's some really good moves that you can make, but it's got to be forward thinking probably for two weeks to get your team right for next week. Probably the point we find ourselves in is there's a lot of guys who will have a lot of cash on hand after this round or the round's just gone. Like I was looking at my team real quick and if I boost and I can offload guys like Sauce, McCall, possibly Miller, uh, maybe a Wardenberg, something like that mix, um, you're probably going to be sitting on a million dollars cash to spend. Like, you know, you can almost completely pivot the direction of your team now having held those cans guys for, for the distance. And, of course, you're talking about uh, people that have held the boost as well. Um, I made that move a couple of weeks ago, and it was for having a moving week somewhere like here. Mm. So I'm reaping the benefits of that. Your move is still coming forward, having a boost up your sleeve, or in your case, sure. up your arm. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, look, let's go into the Kings and the Taipeds and let's yeah. just stop and celebrate the greatness that is Denzel Valentine. Um, it's not February 14th, um, but this was Valentine's Day. Man, the, the sun shines on a dog's ass some days, man. This was, uh, this was well and truly overdue. And people who accidentally held him could not get rid of him who, you know, Stephen Bradbury tripped, fell over at the finish line and somehow ended up with Valentine in their squad, were uh, duly rewarded, right? Yeah, he was like a good Jalen Galloway. <laughs> Coming off the bench, though, right? Is that a concern? Not when he scored 43 supercoach points. Um, look, in 23 <laughs> minutes, mind you. Yeah, and he has sort of struggled, I think, sharing the floor with, you know, those dominant handlers like your Adams and, and like your Hogue and everything. This is the best thing for him. Look, I am going to look a gift horse in the mouth. I'm not expecting too many great things from him. But now that Sydney have a double coming forward, I'm definitely going to be holding him. So, Well, Sydney have a little bit of a purple patch in their schedule. So if you're holding him, that's, you know, he's serviceable. He's got that uh, dual position eligibility. Uh, and he almost did what we expected preseason, didn't he? He scored the ball. He rebounded well. He was only two rebounds off a double-double, a couple of steals, a couple of assists. That's what we were expecting all season long, yeah? Yeah. And, look, just really lucky that I held on, really. Like you said, more luck than good fortune. Oh, yeah, it was just luck, really. I wanted <laughs> to get rid of him. Like, honestly, like, I rage-traded yeah. him like in my head about 4,000 times. I was having dreams about this guy. Um, but, um, but Hogue went well as well uh, with the 40. Jordan Hunter with the 34. Um, are these guys that you could look to target next week? Definitely. Look, Hogue's on my radar. Um, <clears throat> Sydney, like we said, they've got a pretty sweet schedule over the next three to four rounds. He had 14, nine rebounds, five assists, and a, and a couple of other little stats in there. So almost double-doubled as well. Um, I already hold Jalen Adams. He had 31 in this one. He's He's been good without being great this season. He's um, he's frustratingly due to break through, I think. Yeah, and look, he's definitely a hold, but I don't know with what I've seen from him whether he's worth an ad. Um, and that's probably a guy that I was looking at bringing in this week, mm. but I might just rethink that. Yeah. I, th I think what you have to look at, though, is this next round, you've got Melbourne on the double and you've got Sydney on the double. That's it, right? Yep. Who can you play at guard? I mean, you've got your main man, Valentine, if you want to play him there. Uh, Melbourne's guards aren't spectacular. Um, he's Travis. probably the lead guard candidate. Travis is guard forward eligible. He's a pick, but then is he going to be that much better than a Jalen Adams when you take into account the schedule where Look, you can hold Adams over four weeks? Look, I'm not a big fan of bringing in Melbourne United players this week as a little bit of a spoiler alert for later on in the podcast. I just, I just think it's a one-week play. I have done yeah. one-week plays throughout the year, but I wonder if I can – bring in some one-week plays for this week and then still bring in those Illawarra guys that I want to bring in the following week. Yeah. Look, that's that's sort of what's in the back of my mind. Illawarra is my, my target. We're a week away from it. Um, 
Yeah. Look, Cairns in this game were um, were very average. They uh, they got pumped on the scoreboard and and super coach wise, McCall had thirty, uh, seventeen points, six assists, had the three turnovers. It, it never looked convincing. Those stats were padded late. Um, Bukwal twenty six, Wardenberg eight. 19 for Menenga. He was really solid all weekend. And, and Paddy Miller had 28, which he, he scrapped for with the four turnovers as well, which hurt. Taron Armstrong, yeah, 17. I, he, he's done all right too. That's good. He's probably enough to be worth holding at this point, um, unless you can nuff him out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. I held Bobby Clintman, which I've been losing a ton of cash on, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I'll have a look at that. Um, what have I lost? Actually, he made $300 last week after a, basically a negative break even, so that's fantastic. Um, but I captained Paddy Miller this week, and I thought I was in for a stinker. So, mm. Yeah. it's uh, A week's a long time in Supercoach, but uh, yeah, I captained McCall, and he was less than spectacular as well. Probably a, uh, a point to make, though. That's, that's the end of the run for Cairns, isn't it? Yeah, it's... We talked about it last week um, due to the fact that there were some inconsistencies, but it's basically time to go Cairns players. Um, Slowly but surely, if you have the option to trade anyone out, just do it. Have you got any thoughts on on what was an incredible schedule? Are you feeling kind of let down? Like, it didn't live up to what it should have, right? It didn't, but Taj McCall stood up and, like, he got 100 in one of those weeks, mm-hmm. um, he was phenomenal. Even like he started the year at 370, dropped himself down to an affordable price. It's just the fact that everybody had him. Uh, Patty Miller is one player I really enjoy playing, much yeah. uh, watching, uh, much like that. How I enjoyed watching Justin Robinson maybe earlier on in the in the season. Um, look, Patty Miller has been great to watch, but like just those cheapies and maybe the inconsistent rotations ruined my time with Cairns. Yeah, there's a lot of sour taste in your mouth, isn't it? Probably like after your night at Flamingos. But um, it's bitterness. I'm just going to stick to these cans. <laughs> Armstrong, not what he was meant to be. The Roberts experiment didn't work out. Wardenberg was not what we needed. Menenga came on too little too late. Uh, anything outside of Miller and McCall, um, it, it really wasn't what we needed or wanted, was it? Do you want a shit call? Menenga mm-hmm. could still be worth bringing in with a negative break even. The worst thing is he's 200K now. Yeah. You did say that was a really shit call, so you're correct about that. Cool. <laughs> Just start quick getting rid of cans. Yeah, yeah. No, get rid of cans. But if you have Menenga, he's definitely worth a hold moving forward. Worth a hold, yeah. I wouldn't be bringing him in. Uh, um, next game. Yeah, can we talk about the Messiah, Nathan Sobey? 45 yeah, points. Yeah, let's talk about your boy. Yeah. I'm ashamed that I'm not wearing the jersey. It's uh, in the wash because I've wore it for four days straight. Uh, but, <laughs> look, he was absolutely phenomenal. And this is what I'd hoped for when I brought him in last week as a one-week play. Unfortunately, I elected to trade him out this week to keep source. Um, mm-hmm. because I had a bit of a stinker last week, and I thought, well, look, that's why you move with the masses. But anyway, mm-hmm. it cost me a few points, but, mate, Sobey was phenomenal. You can't expect that every game from him because he's so point-dependent. That's exactly what it is. 45 super coach points with 35 actual points in it, and he, he hasn't done that all year. 
Um, little side note though, has this got anything to do and coincides with Shannon Scott returning to the starting lineup, playing a few more minutes? He had a good game, had the seven assists, 34 super coach points. He looked good. He mm, makes Sobe that. better. Mm. How does Prather fit in here? I think that Sam McDaniel role, I think mm-hmm. that he's a lot better than Sam McDaniel's, which, you know, I think yep. you're just going to understand that. But he's a lot better than Sam McDaniel. I think that you're going to see maybe a Sobe and Scott and maybe your White almost drops out of the rotation. And I know we're not talking about guards at this point, but I think when Prather comes on, I think Scott's going to be, you know, the the point guard and Sobe, they're going to, mm. I suppose, just pop in and out and do that. Maybe your Whites and your Nortons play a lot less minutes. McDaniel's minutes are going to be delved into. Um, you're still going to have that ship fight at centre. I think it's mm. McDaniel's that misses out with Prather coming back. What happens with Chris Smith? With who? Chris Smith. Um, I think that he, if he comes out and starts lighting it up, he's going to earn himself a lot more minutes. Apart from that, it's going to be much like what's happening at the moment. When he's on fire, they roll with him. When he's not, Mm -hmm. he doesn't offer that much else. Yeah, fair enough. Very good. Um, Should we have a look at Melbourne? Um, Mitch Creek, 32 points. Gary Brown, 31 points. Gary Brown was going pretty well until he had a little bit of a brain explosion and just punched Aaron Baines. That was like something that you'd try to get away with on the basketball court, Hammer. Aaron Baines to Aaron Baines. It was – but he didn't get the five-game suspension like Baines did. He got the the one week uh, not having to serve it and a little bit of a fine. it's about the only fight we've seen in southeast Melbourne for a few weeks. Yeah, they've been pretty ordinary. Um, look, Williams was in. Was he in foul trouble again? He was pretty ordinary. I think he got injured and then came back late. I, I didn't actually watch this game, but he finished with... Oh, that's right. He banged his knee on Shannon Scott. Yeah, 13-11, finished with 30 super coach points, but could have been a lot more, which would have been a uh, an absolute joy to see for all those who didn't keep source. I kept him, but I had him on my bench. I actually wouldn't have been disappointed if he went down fully. Fair enough. Uh, but nothing really else of note in this one. 32 for Creek, and that's about all she wrote. Yeah, let's go into the 36s and the Hawks, and I see Mr. CBB in the chat saying that he dumped his girlfriend on New Year's Eve for Trey Kell, um, and that's because... Mr. CBB, that was probably the only 69 he was getting that night by the sounds of it. <laughs> uh, he's picked well. He were rewarded well and truly with that score. Mate, he is now, as someone that brought him in a couple of weeks ago for 230K, um, 222 actually, uh, 304K with a zero break even. Um, makes it pretty hard to bring him in at that price, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. When you look at what else is available at that price, and, I mean, we've said this before with Trey Kell, one one hot day doesn't make a summer. Like, he's had that triple-double, but he's also had an 11 just last round or, or the first game of this round. He's had some shocking scores. I am not going to bet the house on him. I'm going to say that he just 
He falls back to reality this week. Look, you know what? I hope you're wrong. Um, I'm pretty happy with him. <laughs> um, Humphreys again, 36 in the first one, 34 in the second one. DJ3J disappointed. But, like, I feel like DJ3J disappointing is getting swept under the rug with how bad Wiley was. Like, mm-hmm. DJ3J had 38 with a 50 break even, worth 340,000 points. Uh, sorry, cash, dollars, money, money, dollar bills. Um, pretty. Yeah. Um, let it rain like it did in Southeast Queensland the last week. But yeah, DJ3J disappointing and like disappointing to the point that he's going to have another really high break even. I'm just going to have a look. He's got a 48 break even going into a single. You still have to hold the same as Wiley, right? I just don't think you got the choice with, um, you know, a lot of people still have a lot of Cairns guys on their rosters. Um, it's, I mean, you'd want to get rid of him and they do have a good schedule coming up, but as good as their schedule is after this round, you, it, it opens wide open, doesn't it? There's, there's a lot of talent around that we haven't been able to access all year. I, I think for the yeah. first time this season, we're going to start to see some very different squads. Like with with Cairns having such a massive run, and, and like Melbourne United having the, the you know the big run at the start of the season, there hasn't been a lot of well, there has been a lot of similarity between a lot of squads, and I reckon these last you know half a dozen rounds or whatever we've got left, this is where we're going to start to see some really different squads, and people are going to make their run. And that's why I took a little bit of a pun on Justin Robinson. Ooh. I know that's a bit of a swear word when it comes to you, uh, because mm. you had. In and around that 300k, and uh, you got to see the benefit of uh, him dropping cash. Uh, but he was pretty cheap. He was 240 odd. Um, yep. 23. I probably expected a 25 from him, so I'm not really that mm. disappointed. But you had Gaz Clark, didn't you? I did, man. 14 and 12, a couple of assists, a couple of steals. He piled on 41. And he he's very Anthony Lamb-like. Like, he just picks his moments, he goes about it, and he he just accumulates. And, you know, he, he'll have quiet quarters, you know, quiet five-minute patches, and then all of a sudden they'll start to go to him on the block. And it's not unheard of to see him put on, you know, 12, 15 points, super coach points in, in a quarter. Um, I really liked him. I had him last week as well, and he had a bit of a down week. But he's a guy I'll be holding probably through to the end of the season, given Illawarra, Illawarra's schedule. Um, and I'll possibly be looking at um, Sam Froling as well. He's He had a bit of a down week this one, but he's been good apart from this. He had a 20, and I I do like his forward center eligibility. Mm. Um, I don't know how he's actually copped a forward eligibility there, but how good? There's some really odd positions that guys have been given. Like like Nick Marshall's only forward. Can't bring him in as a guard. Um, you know, there's some... some some shocking ones, like our, our main man who's a guard centre. What's that guy's name? Remember him? Yeah, yeah, 58K special. Yeah. But look, Illawarra, let's just give them, you know, credit where credit's due. They're just, they were before today's, before the Cairns game, inside the top six. After where they came from under Jacomus, and, you know, may or may not have been fired because of the petitioning on this podcast, but... um. <laughs> Look, Tatum's doing a hell of a job, right? They're, they're a new team. 
They are, and like we see, like Lockie Ulbrich revived there, uh, 19 mm. points. I was trying to talk people out of bringing in Lockie Ulbrich, so rub that in, guys. Uh, just because I just got burnt so much by Pidgeotto there. Um, but mm. now he's 129K with a negative eight break even with a great yeah. schedule. Could be like a Menenga-esque player that you could take a punt on from this team. Could be my uh, Krizlovich upgrade. Yeah, and um, AJ Johnson as well, um, yeah. 67K, but a rare sighting, 12 super mm-hmm. coach points. If I was yeah. nothing out, I would probably go to an AJ Johnson. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> I think the schedule's there. The opportunity's starting to come about. Um, you know, he's more viable now than he was earlier in the season. Um, we're not looking at one e swaka loba look. I'm not. Are you? Yeah, look, he just had 19 super coach points. Um, he's got a really low break even of three. Um, 4% yeah. of teams own him. He's got a three-round average of 20. And, of course, yeah. he's priced at like a, oh, what, a 12 or 13. Um, yeah. Maybe just something to look at. Yeah, look, it's definitely there. And I think he fits within that rotation. It's definitely shortened. They're down to about probably eight core guys that you know you're going to get some burn with and who seem to be getting it done. We've got a big enough sample size now to to really get a picture there. But, uh, yeah, keep that one on your uh, watch list. And let's have a look at Cairns versus Melbourne United. Talk about teams that have shortened their rotation. Uh, Cairns only played eight in this one. A rare Josh Roberts sighting. Mm-hmm. Josh Roberts in the wild. Yeah, look, Cock-cock. Josh Roberts, I expected more. He, he had his <coughs> massive game. They got us all excited last time they played Melbourne. He played Joe Luala Chul like a glove. Uh, and he, he had his, what it was, like a 20.10 rebound game. And we were all just frothing on it before he ripped our hearts out and stomped on us. It it's a Josh yeah. Roberts circle jerk. Exactly. Uh, I think he even made the uh, the cover of the podcast after that. But the story he here was was Miller. 31 points, five assists for 42 super coach points. Menenga. 40 super coach points with 22 and 11. Uh, Taj McCall almost triple doubled, just had a heap of turnovers, which, uh, you know, uh, brought him back down. Negatively affects your super coach score. <laughs> yeah, 15 points, eight rebounds, 10 assists. He was, you know, it was the day for it. It was right after uh, Trey Kell. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was good. Um, Bull Quoll as well. Like, um, yeah. look, I'm. You're disappointed if you had like these are all people that I've had: Bobby Clintman, Josh Roberts, Taron Armstrong, and Sam Wardenberg, mm-hmm. with two to thirteen, all in there. Yeah. Um, I know just bench guys, but just gross. I think Bobby Clintman was worth about sixty k more than what he's worth now at some stage. So um, sure. he's the one that got away in price. That's it, man. You got to. I think there's going to be some lessons out of this season when we wrap this at the end of the season. I think that's something we're going to revisit is, is you know, not falling in love, getting out <laughs> when price is high. Uh, um, there's nothing yeah. to look at with Melbourne, is there? Uh, not that's jumping out of me, man. They're, they've just been efficient. Um, they lost this game, which was sort of an aberration, but they they played all their guys, you know, reasonably similar minutes. We've got a good idea of what they play now. But, yeah, it just wasn't their day. Cairns, Cairns balled yeah. out. 
just just want to go back to my boy Paddy Miller with the fantastic guns. He's mm. the big reason as to why I did so well this week. So I uh, said to yeah. bring it back to my boy. Yeah, Paddy Miller. Paddy thrills. Uh, <laughs> and then today's game was the last game of the round and the first game of the new year. Yeah, look, it was really close. Um, I got to catch the Not end of it. Um, tell us about your jack jumpers. Yeah, well, they're... Oh, it's raw. It's still raw. Um, they've found yeah, a way to it. just rip my heart out every week for about the last month. Uh, they started the game well, and they've, they've been a good first-quarter team lately. And New Zealand looked average, and then they worked their way back. And a couple of boneheaded plays down, you know, down the wire. Jordan Crawford was off. Uh, you know, Will Magne's out. Marcus Lee uh, was in foul trouble. And we just... We lost it in the last probably 30 to 45 seconds. But did you see that coach's challenge? No, I missed it. Look, Tell us about it. It went in my favour because, you know, obviously very one-eyed when it comes to jack jumpers. But uh, they've called a foul on Marcus Lee. It's about, I don't know, about two, three minutes left. It's his fifth foul. He's going to be gone. It's uh, under the bucket. Mango Mathiang, I think it was, went into him. And they've called a block. They've challenged it. It was a foul, but it was a pushing foul. So it's been overturned because they, they said it was a blocking foul. Obvious, obvious foul, but because they, they did the wrong call, they've, they've got it wrong and it's been overturned. So we're now favour, but it's just a broken system, this challenge, isn't it? Yeah, look, it kind of is, but I don't mind it being around. Like, this wasn't the right situation for it, but I don't mind it being around. It can, mm. like, they're going to get it wrong sometimes. You should have one up your sleeve, I think. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, look, this game was was pretty ordinary. McVeigh was solid with 34 super coach points. Marcus Lee uh, fouled out with 14 and 13 for 31 super coach points. Uh, Jordan Crawford's the story there, two super coach points. He just could not get it going. Uh, Sean McDonald dropped 23 actual points off the bench and had 28 super coach points. And the big scores were on the other side of the um, of the bench. PJC, 40. Anthony Lamb, 36. The, the usual candidates. Cheatham still warming into it. Only had eight. And Rooster Vicious, 28. Look, and they were good. And... If you held Parker Jackson Cartwrighter and Anthony Lamb, you're not going to be disappointed with that on a single, are you? No. And, and given there's only two teams on the double this week, you could play them again. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um, look, can I just say, is Marcus Lee at 159K, from what you saw with Will Magne being out, is he an option? And then I've got a question from Corey in the chat. So You know, I... I watched this game today, and for some reason, I could not get stats on the app. So it was interesting when I logged on now to see the box score, and the eye test and, and the stats were slightly different. Like, Marcus Lee looked very active, but it also looked like he played a lot more minutes than that. So I think it's a hard one. He's always going to be in foul trouble. But if he can stay out there, he's productive. So whether his minutes are cut because of foul trouble or they're cut because of Magne, I, I just don't think we're going to see much more than what we've been getting. At 159, you'd like to go there as a bench centre, but the schedule's not great either. No, it's Would I not take him over a, um, 
uh, Mango Mathiang or, or someone like that? Absolutely. Yeah, look, I'm looking more for a downgrade for someone like Sauce or something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about it. But I just see 31 and Marcus Lee is somebody that I've enjoyed watching in the past. And yeah, yeah I just start to you think. could do a lot worse if um, you're downgrading, you know. And, <laughs> yep. And he will give you the occasional game. He's, he's very active. A couple of blocks, you know, which he doesn't often get, you know, a heap of. And he's, um, he's right up there with the score. Mate, uh, Sean McDonald, Corey's asking if he's a play. I think it's going to be a very similar discussion as Marcus Lee, isn't it? Like sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. What's he worth? Look, look today. 190. Yeah, look, it's, it's getting up there. Like he's probably a sideways move from a Taron Armstrong, but the schedule's not amazing. Um, and he played today because Crawford was so bad. Crawford only played the 25 minutes, but... We've seen that in the past with, with Scott Roth. You know, Majet last year had a uh, shout-out to Josh Majet. Uh, <laughs> he had a really down game, and he got benched for Sean McDonald, the development player, and he came on and, and got it going. So I, I don't think we're going to see that regularly. I think Crawford and, and Milton are, are your two guys. You know, occasionally if one of those guys has a really down game, this guy's going to pop up. Yep, I agree with you. Um, should we start heading into our weekly reviews? That's actually brought to us uh, by Ryan at Astute Newstead. Um, look, look use promo code INSIGHT. Get in contact with him for all your home loan needs. I used him. Uh, he can get in contact with 40 different lenders uh, to save you some cash. Uh, he knows the right uh, banks to go to for the correct interest rates. I don't have the time to go to 40 different lenders, uh, but Ryan does it all for you. Uh, you can contact ha- contact him for an obligation-free quote. Um, let's go into our game. Let's preview the game for the week ahead. It's time for game talk. And we're, and we're starting with the Sydney Kings versus Melbourne United. And both teams are on a double. This could be the one that we chat about the most. I've got mm-hmm. Denzel. Um, Jalen Adams, DJ Hogue, um, uh, Luke Travis, those guys are definitely going to be popping up in some chats, aren't they? Yeah. I think your starting point this week is you need a captain, right? And it's going to come from one of these two teams. And without wanting to get ahead of ourselves, probably one of the ones that we will talk about is JLA. He's had a down couple of weeks. Uh, 377000 price tag from memory. Uh, is he relevant or is, is Melbourne share time too much? Is, is it a good matchup with Sydney? I think it is a good matchup with Sydney. I'm just, every time I've looked at getting in JLA, he's disappointed me. Like mm. had a 17 this week. Um, Huck Porty has been pretty good. I think the second he slips up, They've got this backup in Huck Porty, and that really worries me about Melbourne, especially knowing that this is just a one-week play. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Look, Sydney, Hogue, I'm thinking of bringing in. I already hold Adams. Um, talk about centre. We've got Bolden, we've got Hunter. Are these guys options? I think Hunter is at the moment. Um, yeah. I don't even know if Bolden played on the weekend, to be honest. Mm. Um, but... Hunter got 30-odd in one of his games, um, scored quite well. Still only played the 20 minutes, though. He was efficient. I think we're still going to stay away from 
Sydney centres, to be completely honest. For sure. So who's our centre look this week then? Mate, well, if it's not Sydney, it has to be JLA, to be honest, if you're looking to captain on a centre. But I'm probably just going to play a guy on a single. Yeah, fair call. Cool. I have to. I'll just look forward to next week. Um, Matty Thomas said Hogue or Val. Um, as somebody that absolutely dodged a bullet in holding Valentine this week and sung his absolute praises, the answer's Hogue. Mm, 100% Hogue. The guy's uh, a legitimate, consistent threat. Uh, Val, is he's so up and down. He's, doc, he's, he's rocks and diamonds. You know, he might get you 41 this week or he might just give you the 11 he's been giving us all season. Hogue seems to... And I'm just throwing these numbers out here. I don't want to actually look it up and be proven wrong, but he's been sort of like thirty to forty all year, right? Feels that way. Yeah, he's got he's got an average of thirty point two. So I'll give you a pass on that one. Just yeah, <laughs> but mind you, he, yeah, like there's he only in, he was there's, injured for a lot, and there's only three guys that have averaged thirty between these teams, and that's Joe Lualichul, DJ Hogue, and Jalen Adams, and both extremely low thirties. It's not yeah. the best week to try and find a captain out of these guys, but I don't uh, see a world where it can be anyone outside of those three. And I don't like captaining guards who are playing Melbourne United. I just, and I know we've had those those sort of outliers like Paddy Miller who went off, but coming up against both Delhi and Shay Illy, and then having that rim protection with JLA and Huck Porty. It's not something that gives me a lot of confidence in captaining someone like a, a Jalen Adams. Yep, no, I'm absolutely with you. Um, they both have a second game, so we'll. If you think of yeah. anything on those ones, we can bring them up in a bit. But Illawarra Hawks versus Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Um, mm-hmm. The Hawks surging, cocor. Um, the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix not. Um, I do like playing guards against Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Yeah, it's the uh, the Battle of the Birds, this one, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, Hawks are a really interesting one because this is their last week on a single before their schedule gets really tasty. So I've, I'm holding Gary Clark. I'm even possibly thinking of bringing in maybe a Froling. Um, yeah, Phoenix, oh, man, like I'm getting rid of Source. There's a lot of cash to free up, and he seems to be dropping. Um I'm not going to be touching any of the Phoenix. Their, their schedule's not amazing, is it? No, he's not. I'm staying away from Phoenix. I still have Alan Williams. Mm-hmm. I might even just hold him another week, maybe. I think you can play him at centre on a single, given what else is going around. Like, we, we've talked about it. If you're not playing JLA at centre, and we're not going to touch Sydney, then that's probably your next best option, especially if you already hold him. Yep. I'm going to have to bring somebody in. Like, I'm going to have to bring in an Adams, a JLA, or a uh, or a Hogue. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. that it's Hogue, um, which I might just cop the – because I've got Denzel there. Um, he's still mm-hmm. floating around. Um, he, definitely not a captain option, but definitely a start mm-hmm. on a dub. He averages 20. He's not an absolute spud. Um, and yeah. I'll probably start Justin Robinson against the Phoenix this week, even on a single. Who's the Illawarra guard? Would you take Robinson or Harvey? Well, I've taken Robinson. Yeah. If you had your time again, you could take either. I could take either. Honestly, it was a it was a flip of the coin. Yeah. Cool. 
Saturday, we've got a couple of games coming up. Jack Jumpers, Taipans is the first one. Are we going to be holding a Taipan or a couple of Taipans for this one? And you watch more Jack Jumpers games than anyone I know. Um, it's basically another country over there, so I don't even know if they show on KO. But uh, who would be a good matchup? Like, is McCall... Um, who's Crawford going to be defending with his size? Like, if you had to keep a Cam's Taipan and you have those guys, who who are you trading out? I'm probably keeping Miller. And okay. I think I'm going to keep Miller. I like the matchup. I would imagine that Miller and Crawford match up. Um, and Miller is just bully ball, isn't he? He just gets to the rim with those guns. People bounce off him. Uh and Tassie have been leaky. They've been very turnover prone lately. So I'd expect if you did keep McCall, there's going to be a few steals going around. Um, I don't hate keeping either of those two this week, given the lack of doubles elsewhere. Um, you know, but I'm definitely getting rid of Wardenberg. Uh, he's done. I just, you know, I just don't even like looking at him anymore. It's, um, you know, it's been a, it's going to be a bad breakup. I think it's. Uh, you know, like he's just done me dirty. He's treated me poorly for for so long, and I'm I'm ready to move on. Uh, Magne, I don't want to, is... I don't want a victim blame, but you could have traded him out another week. <laughs> I feel victimized all over again. Uh, <laughs> look, Magne's injured, didn't play today. He's a game day fitness decision. He may be back, but we know they're always cautious with him. Uh, but we know Cairns don't have a lot of big options. Tazzy are out with no Majok Deng, so maybe Meninga's going to have a bit of a, a play there. Yeah. Uh, I don't see him getting a Lee in foul trouble, though. Uh, but I could see, like, a, a Paddy Miller or someone driving at him and him just fouling away. Hey. Yeah. Like Taj McCall's a wrecking ball. He just head down, ass up, gets into the lane and just throws his arms and legs around. Uh, yeah. Look, I don't think either of these teams are overly relevant this week. Unless Especially you're Especially not with Tasmania having five singles in – oh, sorry, four singles in the next five weeks. That's yeah. worrying when you start to think about bringing in these guys. So a lot of guys have held Magna. I got rid of him before last round, made some serious cash. It was a good pickup. Nice while it lasted. Uh, here for a, a short time only. Do you get rid of him this week? Is he a must trade if you yes. hold him? Yeah. Yep. I Good. think if he does play like like you said, they're they're cautious with him. He's mm. just gonna be like he might play eight minutes and absolutely yeah. not only ruin your weekend, um, but also uh, ruin your cash generation. Exactly. I think it's it's too risky and he's done what he he's exceeded expectations. He he's been better than we all hoped for. Most of us have ridden it for the duration. Uh time to get off off Magna and, and pivot. Uh Game two on Saturday, 36 is Melbourne United. This is the worry for me with having so many 36s. You've just mm. mentioned guards against Melbourne. Mm. I have uh, Mr. Triple Double Trey Kell, uh, Mr. Mm. 69 Giggity, and I just see a Shea Illy and a Delhi lining up against him. Adelaide 36s fucking suck. I just see it ending badly. 
I mean, if you're Delhi and Shaylee, you're, you're sitting down today, you're having coffee before training, and you just think to yourself, triple-double, not this week. You're going to lock him down. That's the challenge these guys have been waiting for. Like, I, I'd be more uh, inclined to bet the line that he has under 10 super coach points than betting that he has over 30. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling with this one. I do think a Wiley and a and a uh, Humphreys could still go well this week, though. Yeah, look, Humphreys, I don't mind. Wiley is Wiley just a poor man's Travers? Uh, is that the like a clone? Is that the matchup? Probably, um, but with a good schedule, out. yeah, maybe. But he's got a good schedule, so. You got to do it. You got to hold. That's cool. Uh, and then last game for the round, we've got two games on the Sunday. New Zealand Breakers, Perth is the first one. Um, yeah, look, I think if we've learned anything from the last couple of weeks is you just hold PJC and Lamb if you still have them. They're not worth yeah. bringing in, um, but you've got to keep holding him. Probably the same yeah. as like your Cotton and your Doolittle, but they're not relevant. No. No, if you've got them in a week with only two teams on the double, you can get away with playing them. Like if PJC has a uh, a forty in one game, he pretty much outproduces Wiley on the two games. Uh, and, and the same with your Perth guys. The second game on the Sunday though is Sydney Brisbane, a bit more relevant. Brisbane's an interesting one because they go into a double double next week. Um, yeah. Look, it was the two singles that scared me off keeping Sobe, and that gave me enough money to, you know, to go and do some other things with my team. But maybe Sobe's the play 15 and 16, and I'm going to have a look at Sobe's cost as well. But mm. I don't think that there's, like, I don't know, like Shannon Scott, he's cheap. Yeah. Yeah, look, it's definitely possibly a downgrade to hold for a couple of weeks. Um, Sydney, though, on this one... I- they're going to be salivating over this matchup. You're thinking Hogue v. Bannon, uh, Jalen Adams versus Shannon Scott. That'll be tough. Scott's a good defender. Uh, and they've got Norton backing him up, so there's no rest for, for Adams in this one. Valentine probably has has the matchup with, with Sobe. Uh, like there's some solid matchups across the board. Prather comes in. Uh you know, is, is he the, the guy who might get loose or is he still, he hasn't played yet? Is he going to? And he was there loose? suited up and didn't run on? Like mm. that's worrying? Uh, I think he only just got into the country like a couple of days before. Maybe maybe he has to play though to be eligible for playoffs if there's any hope. Well, I thought that though, he would at least see the floor for a minute or two for that exact yeah. reason. Probably doesn't want his stats to get affected. <laughs> I did. I want to, I want him at a discount, but um, Shannon Scott, 170k, 12 break even with the double double coming up. That is like 150k cheaper than Nathan Sobey. and that is pretty much a dollar for dollar sideways move from Armstrong. Oh, stop it! Stop mm. it! Is this doing it for you? I'm punching oh, the bottom. Would you love to be me right now with a boost up your sleeve? Wouldn't you love to be 12th overall this week? I um, knew this would be coming. <laughs> I would. I'll take your situation over mine any day. <laughs> but, yeah, look, they're the guys. Um, look, 
you're not touching any of the forwards. Um, I no. think Bannon's run his course. Um, I do think, yeah, like you said, there's some good matchups, but maybe a Scott defending Jalen Adams is enough for me not to touch him. 100%. Like, think of Jalen Adams' matchups. He's got Illy Delavadova in game one, and game two, he's got Norton and Scott. Like, this guy, he's not going to be able to get away from them. It's, I, I considered during the week thinking this might be a captain option, and now I'm just thinking this guy probably won't touch the ball for two games. Yeah, it's true. Um, look, we've had some really good questions come through. Mm-hmm. Um, should we start? I know that it's very early in the week, but we don't have a lot of time. Um, can, can I get some early trade thoughts off you? Yeah. Look, I'm freeing cash ups. I'm getting rid of source and probably McCall. And I'm, I'm very, very close to using a boost this week. So I might even get rid of Wardenberg and look, Hogue's a target. Um, and then I might even try and target uh, Illawarra players and, and sort of prepare for the, you know, after this week. Uh, I'm in that sort of grey area. Do I kind of half write this week week off and hope it's all right to be set up for the rest of the season? Or, you know, it all comes down to a captain option, really. Yeah, and look, I, like, my first thoughts were let's get Taj McCall out. Let's bank 70 or whatever and get in DJ Hogue and he's going to be the the gent that I captain this week Um, but that Shannon Scott has got me got me thinking like I wanted to get rid of maybe a Bobby Clintman Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to get rid of like I want to get rid of Bobby Clintman over Taron Armstrong I think that that's the that's the stronger sort of situation that I'm in and when I have a look I think that I'm going to go an Illawarra player a little bit early. So it gives me 264K. It's just not enough for if I bring in Hogue, Bobby Clintman isn't enough to get me up to a Gary Clark or a, uh, or a Froling. So um, yeah, it's yeah. going to be back to the drawing board a little bit for me. Um, I mm-hmm. might even just have to go Taryn Armstrong to Shannon Scott, generate yeah. some cash. And mm-hmm. um and set myself up for the for the upcoming couple of weeks and just copping a loss on Bobby Clipman because let's face it I've been copping a loss on Bobby Clipman for for weeks and weeks now that means I keep Alan Williams I keep Humphreys of course I've got Trey Kell I've got Justin Robinson already for next week I've got yeah. Wiley for next week like yeah I'm set up but it means keeping Miller yeah and that's not the worst thing that can happen Miller's he's solid. Yeah, I think – how do you feel? Like, let's just talk about our captains. Um, I'm not going to captain Denzel Valentine, but I think Hogue is a captain option, especially with some of the matchups we've chatted about for yeah. um, Jalen Adams. Yeah, look, Hogue's probably going to be my captain. He's <coughs> – there's not great, great options this week. It's – I mean, we'll probably get into captain talk already, but um, he's probably yeah, the best of a bad bunch. Yeah, I think Hoagie's going to be my captain. I think I'm going to start Source on a single. I'm going to play Denzel Valentine. Um, and then all my guards are on a single. But I'm set up for next week. And look, I made a good run at it this week. I've got to be happy with that. This week, 
could just be a down week for me. And I think that you could maybe fall into the trap of going too hard, maybe at these Melbourne players and then having to, having to trade them out. Like, yes, you might end up 20 points up this week, but is it worth wasting two trades? Because it's two trades. You've got to get them in one week. You've got to get them out the next week. We've only got, I'm only going to have 12 trades left after this week. Am I going to waste two of them on Joe Luala Chul when he's just coming off a 17? It's a no for me, dog. Yeah, man. Look, JLA, I had penciled in for this round, but he's he's talked me out of it himself the way he's been playing. It's um, yeah. There's been a lot of those this season, and I, I think a lot of us at the start of a year get the spreadsheet out and you start thinking, oh, I'm going to bring this guy in here and do this, do that. And this has been one of the worst years ever for, uh, you know, having to deviate from that plan when uh, – Guy's just forgotten how to play. I mean, we had that episode we did where, you know, the, the Martians stole everyone's powers up in Cairns. And, uh, yeah, you know, th- these are the sort of the twists and turns that this season's had. What if I told you last year Mitch McCarron was a basketball player? <laughs> I wouldn't believe you. <laughs> Not with what you've seen. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just, honestly, it's just a, like, look at this Melbourne lineup. Look at Aaron Baines. Did he play eight minutes on the weekend? Like, uh, It's going to be interesting. There's, there's going to be so much movement um, come the off-season. What I'm hearing uh, via Olgan Ulrich is uh, there is no way under any circumstance Mitch McCarron remains in Adelaide next year. And he's one of the highest-paid players. He came on a massive deal over from Melbourne United when he came there a couple of years ago. Uh, there's going to be some massive cap space. Uh, Baines is going to be off contract. Sobey's going to be off contract. I don't think they'll renew Baines. I would advise them not to renew Sobey. But come off season, there is a lot of movement come next year's super coach. Um, people in new homes, there's going to be some some interesting things to talk about. Yeah, it's round 13 and we're already excited about next year. But um... <laughs> Some of our seasons are written off. Some of you are charging. Um, look, Let's um, let's answer some of these great questions that are that are coming in, eh? Yeah, do it. It's question time. Let's answer your questions for the week ahead. Look, keep them coming in. Um, we've got we're gonna we're gonna start going back. Uh, we've got some good chat about the fact that Kel doesn't mind sixty niners. Um, Corey Blackledge um is close to the top one hundred now. Trade in Kel Wiley and Humphrey for Magne Aaron. Williams. That worked out well for him. Uh, Global Captain Humphreys, so that was really good. Um, but as I said, we're going to be bringing in some questions. Um, Global also says, would you get rid of Wiley or McCall or Miller this week? Shoot. Let's keep in mind Ooh. that Wiley is a break-even of 55, and uh, Miller and McCall are going into an incredibly bad run. <clears throat> yeah, look, for me... God, this is difficult. Uh, it depends what coverage you've got. Wiley's been less than impressive all year. Um, you don't get anything massive with him. He's like 25 is probably what you'd hope for. McCall or Miller, on the other hand, have shown they can go for some huge scores. Uh, oh, man. If you had really good coverage at centre power forward, wherever you're playing Wiley, I'd probably get rid of him because after this week, you know, you've got a Sam Frolin, you've got a Gary Clark, you've got a lot of other options. Uh, McCall Miller, man, you could flip a coin. What are you doing? 
I'm in this exact situation and I'm trading out McCall this week. Not because okay. I don't like the way that McCall plays. Um, I don't particularly like the matchup. Um, what are they playing? Tazzy this week. Um, mm. And he's worth the most amount of money to let me bank a bit of money from Hogue. Um, Miller has a relatively low break even, or at least he shouldn't lose any money with his break even of 27 coming off of 40 and whatever mm. it was at 28 this week. Um, look, I'm getting rid of McCall. I am going to cop the loss in cash to have the doubles coming up next next week from Wiley for me. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, look, we've mentioned that Roberts is in the mix a bit. Uh, Jay Galloway's been a little bit of a letdown since he brought him in a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, look, there's plenty of people in that um in that boat there, Global. Um, yeah. Look, where's the spin? Fantastic name, can I say. Mm. Uh, but... Uh, when does head-to-head finals uh, start and finish? Now, it finishes round 20, uh, but a lot of head-to-head finals start in and around that round 17, round 18. This podcast in particular is going to be focusing on overall, uh, but we will tell you the right guys to bring in at the right times. Um, if you make it so far, rounds 18 and 19 are incredibly interesting considering only two teams have double game weeks. So you've really got to, and they're not the same teams. There's no double, double game weeks in it around there. There's some really interesting weeks in there around 18 and round 19. There's going to be some guys in a bit of a dilemma come rounds 18, 19, 20, where uh, if they're still in the mix for overall, do you prioritize that or do you prioritize head to head? Because I know there's going to be some of us who are well and truly out of contention and perhaps have the ability to throw a bit more at the head-to-head up matchups. And I know, like, in our head-to-head leagues, like, it's nothing to sneeze about. There's, like, a grand on the line. There's, like, 20 people yeah. with 50 bucks on the on the line. Yeah. Like, if you that have a close. sniff, yeah, you'd, like, that's that's how much you win for, for a team of the week. Like, yeah. I know if I'm close, I don't care about 200 spots. I want to go yeah. after that head-to-head and just bank $1,000. I'll just... Um, buy that in cartons of beer and uh, enjoy my lower uh, overall finish. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, like looking at our head-to-head league, there's uh, I think it's about four or five guys on like maybe nine and five. And then uh, like I'm just that one win below being up in that, that top bit. So it doesn't take much to turn. It doesn't. Um, Theo's in the chat. Um, he traded out Source and Air. Uh, for Hunt, Freeze, and Kelly. Um, I presume he means Kel. Um, but, yeah, ranked 312. Happy New Year. Thanks, mate. Um, Marcus Lee tickles Global's nuts. Um, look, at 159K, it's good. But when I look into the schedule, it turns me off even more. Morning price. Good for you. Good for me. Um, Theo, AFL Supercoach should uh, should open in a couple of weeks. I know that's when NRL Supercoach opened um, last year. Um, of course, if you have gold, uh, you already have access to it. Um, Berg, I think you alluded to the fact that you think Wardenberg is a must trade. Yeah. I, I just think you just – there's no point holding on, man. It's over. Rip the Band-Aid off. <laughs> When you break up, man, you're not being nice by just letting it linger and linger and, you know, 
you make that decision, you rip the Band-Aid off, there, there's no, uh, there's never a good time for bad news. And you just got to tell him, man. And it's not going to be, not me, and it's it not going to be a good time. It's mm. not going to be a good time. It's legit the best time that you can have yeah. is maybe finishing lasagna and lying comfortably in the bed besides Wardenberg. Like, you're not mm. going to have a good time with him. He's not going to get you above at 20. No, 100%. Say goodbye. Um, Deadly finished 37th this week. He got the zero on his bench. Ah, man, what could have been? I know I feel the same about my Sobe. I'm a bit dirty on that. I know, like, I say that I finished 12th overall. Did I mention I finished 12th overall? Um, but uh, You might have finished it twice. <laughs> but, like, yeah, you just start to think what could have been there. Um, mm. Adams only had 13 supercoach points in round eight when he played Melbourne last. Uh, that's an mm. interesting stat from Selkook Selkook. Mm, very <coughs> timely with the, uh, the matchups this week and, and all that captain talk. So uh, if we hadn't talked you out of it already, there's, there's probably the nail in the coffin. I think we did talk Matty Thomas out of it. Um, <laughs> but but where's, where's the spin uh, needs to trade two of either McCall, Miller and Source. I mm. probably have McCall and Source's trade-out candidates. What about you? Uh, Source is number one. <sighs> Probably McCall second. Uh, he, he lost the money this week. There's a lot of good forward options coming up. Uh, yeah, that, that's probably the order I'd go in with. But yeah, they're all going to free up a lot of cash. It's not. It's neither here nor there. Um. So Cook's back again and saying, would you play Wiley or Menenga this week? What are we playing? <laughs> Basketball. <laughs> Super coach. Oh, Menenga seems to remember how to play, so possibly him. Uh, but I think what we've learned from Cairns is that it doesn't matter how well you play, Ford might just wake up and not play you the next week. We've seen it with Roberts. Yeah. We've seen Menenga fall out of the rotation before. We've seen that starting lineup change where uh, Jonah Antonio started three weeks. And now we haven't seen him for a month. Uh, yeah. What is the safer bet? He's going to get 30 minutes regardless, isn't he? He'll get 30 minutes. What he does with that is uh, a flip of the coin. Um, Corey was hearing that top two get the buys till the prelim, hearing that it's like top six play in style. So, yeah, I like that. Um, I've just got to have a look. Like, it depends. Like, that's probably in your public leagues. It depends who set up your current league as to who it is. Um, Hammer and I are in a lot of 20-man leagues. I probably should have mentioned that. And some of the other guys uh, were in those 20-man leagues as well. Um, but, mate, do you – an hour and six minutes. I think that's time to wrap it up. So you have, what do we have? Like 23 hours to lock out again. Mm, it's a quick turnaround. There are going to be a lot of these coming up. Mate, yeah. And look, we're going to try, like maybe we could be able to wrap these things up in 40 minutes. And we appreciate everybody popping on. Uh, but yeah, for the foreseeable future, we're probably going to do the reviews and previews in the same show um, just to bang out that one big podcast for everyone, isn't it? It is. And are we podcasting live from the game next week? We there could be a chance, actually. Um, I haven't got to ask my wife, but I think that I'll be coming uh, 10th. And you know what? If you fire up that TikTok account um, and that Twitter account, um, yeah, happy to bang out a couple. I'm going to look good in my Sobe jersey. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Bring, bring the kids. We'll uh, be Jack Chumbers versus Bullets bragging rights on the line. <laughs> Sounds good. They're both going as bad as each other. So um, we can't both lose. So um, you have listened to an Insight Fantasy Sports podcast. Cheerio. <laughs>